Hi, thanks for listening and joining us on the Be Yourself Happy, Healthy, and Hopeful podcast. I'm your host, Steph, a health educator at the Bulimia Anorexia Nervosa Association, or BANA, in Windsor, Ontario. On this podcast, we explore topics related to health, mental wellness, and creating a happy, healthy, and hopeful life full of opportunities for yourself. Today, my guest is Sierra Parr. Sierra is an amazing and inspiring, real, authentic businesswoman and creative extraordinaire. Sierra is the creator of the social media platform Lemon Soul Studios and the host of the Lemon Soul podcast. On her platform, she shows vulnerability and illustrates what it is to be a human. She aims to show all sides of herself and all of the range of emotions that go along with that. We love what Sierra is doing online. It's very much in line with our beliefs of Abana, of being yourself. So please welcome my guest, Sierra Parr. All right, so I'm super happy to have our guest today, Sierra Parr. And um, I already pre-recorded an intro for Sierra. So you know a little bit about her, but I always like to get started by asking more from that person. Who are you? Who is Sierra Parr? And uh, what do you do? Alrighty. Hey, everybody. Uh, yeah, my name is Sierra. I uh, I always like to say I'm like the heart, mind, body, and soul of Lemon Soul Studios. Um, a little bit about me and what I do. I host the podcast. Uh, Lemon Soul has kind of evolved into this little brand of sorts. Um, and I always kind of describe, not always, as of recently, I've started describing myself as a burnt marshmallow. My aesthetic is draped in black i'm crispy some people are like it's not everyone's cup of tea kind of a little offbeat but on the inside i'm like ooey gooey and mushy and i'm just like a big softy at the end of the day no matter how hard my shell looks <laughs> i am just like this little marshmallow on the inside yeah i love how you said that when like i sent you a, a little form to learn more about sierra before this and i love how you said that because um and then you went on to say my softness is sometimes my um salvation and then my demise because i could really relate to that too because i'm a softie <laughs> um yeah but you're you come off super warm so um we yeah we really um before i get into more i just wanted to say to our audience um we are doing the social distance style here in ontario um we are in windsor essex so we're still in phase one of our rollout and um just bear with us if we do have any audio interruptions Uh, we're doing our best here but we hope you all understand um and that being said i wanted to ask you sierra how are you within um, this era that we're going through? Like it's uncharted territory for lots of us. Um, so how have you been coping with COVID? You know what? I'm actually extremely, extremely lucky. Um, like we were just chatting before we started recording. And I've like remained working. Um, so I can't, couldn't be any luckier. Um, very fortunately, we have a really, really small staff and social distancing has been easy. Um, but our business kind of got busier with COVID because everyone was home and I work, um, our family business is in electrical wholesale. Um, so everyone was doing home projects and, and building and construction was still moving. Um, so we ended up kind of getting really lucky in that regard. You know, there's still, there was still kind of like a lull period. There was about a week where I was working from home and I ended up just going back because paperwork is just crazy. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I was scared just like everyone else was at the beginning. And you have this sense of like, oh, my God, the world is fucking ending. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? I hope I am. I'm allowing it. <laughs> I'm the host. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I, I won't make any promises. You know I, what? You know, at Bana, we're all about being yourself. And I know you're really raw and real. So this is you. that's who I am and I won't make any apologies for it um but no yeah I you know I like I said it everything was kind of like oh my gosh the world is ending and it is scary and it was like full of uncertainty 
and uh, being really uneasy. But at the end of the day, um, after those first like two heavy weeks, the more information that was out, the more comfortable you get. And it, mm-hmm. I, I think it didn't take very long for me to kind of get readjusted. And I'm very privileged in that sense that I have done um, some work to really figure out my mental health. So when this thing happened, I was like, okay, I have these tools, let's apply them and get back on track to like, you know, my normal or at least feeling good and and feeling happy. So got lucky Mm -hmm. in that regard. Oh, good. That's good to hear. I, um, we've talked about this recently. I think in the last podcast I did, um, with, um, Jenny from CMHA, we were talking about that, like tool, that toolbox that you pull out, at these times so it's it's kind of funny that you said that because we just mentioned how we all have those toolboxes that help us during our mental health um ups and downs yeah yeah how have you how have you been <laughs> um <laughs> thanks for asking no <laughs> i've been good i um also we at banna are all still working which is really really again we are very privileged to be doing that i know um, my situation is um, very fortunate as compared to a lot of people and we're working from home and again I had that adjustment period as well and then some days are harder than others um, I do have more distractions at home uh, my niece and nephew my my parents watch my niece and nephew a lot so you know but again that's also a plus right so it's how you view things how your perspective through all this and um I do have something to keep me busy like my work right which gives me that passion that purpose and it it pulls me through it um in a way yeah yeah so Your one, own <laughs> yeah my own toolbox so one of the main reasons well a few reasons i wanted to have sierra on the banna podcast is first and foremost we probably wouldn't be here without her because she did a great um educational session of how to get your podcast going um, prior to beginning this whole project. So that's one of the things she offers as a part of her business and um, gave us some excellent tidbits and like where to start, how to get guests and and um, prepare your guests. So that main reason. And then another reason is um, Sierra, as she mentioned, she has her Lemon Soul podcast, but on her social media platform, Lemon Soul Studios, right? At Lemon Soul Studios. Um, She is very raw and real about who she is. And that is all of what we're about at BANA. Um, We're about creating those positive spaces online and finding positive role models who keep it real, both in um, like who they are as a person, as well as the ups and downs they go through with their own bodies and the relationships with food. So we love that she is putting those messages out into the social media world. And it's a plus that she's also from Windsor. <laughs> um, so I thought we'd start there and you can tell us a little bit more about your successful podcast, how you got it going initially, and what made you want to begin. Yeah, Lemon Soul kind of actually started from this idea from a friend of mine. Her name is Megan Martin, and we became friends over the internet through Instagram, how you meet a ton of people these days. I was following her on my personal page and she was just sharing like little quotes and and good energy and positive vibes. And I always found myself looking forward to them every day. I was like, what, what am I going to get from her today? And then I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to be this light for other people. Like I want to do this too. And so I just started posting like things I found on Pinterest. I've always been a Pinterest gal. Um, quotes that just were feel-good things, um, things that I resonated with. And I started posting them just on my personal page. And I had opened up my personal Instagram account uh, publicly and then very quickly realized I didn't like having strangers follow me on my personal page where my niece was and my family stuff was and my relationships and stuff was. Um, and then... I got the idea to do the podcast and I was like, okay, this is giving me the reason to open the Instagram account. So I opened a new page, put my personal back to private. Um, and I started what originally was called part of the process. So that was the original name, um, of the brand of the podcast and everything. Um, and it was kind of along the idea that I'm a huge advocate for like 
not just setting goals and reaching goals and then going to the next goal. Like there's always an in-between. There's so yeah, so um, part of the process kind of became a thing. I just strongly believe in, you know, there's always going to be another goal. There's always going to be another award. There's always going to be something to look forward to. And if we don't have uh, the tools to navigate the process and enjoy the in-betweens of life, like what is the point? And that's kind of where the idea of part of the process came from. Uh, and then I felt it was really strict and the word process was in it. And I was like, how am I going to market this and make this fun? And uh, so I decided I needed to rebrand like four months later. And that's kind of when Lemon Soul was birthed. Mm. Uh, I, I went online looking for like, what are like the positive Instagram accounts? And everything was uh, a sun or a smiley face. And I was like, well, I don't want to be like everyone else. And I just went to Pinterest and typed in things that are yellow. <laughs> and I saw lemon. And then I saw something about like, you know, when life gives you lemons, uh, you make lemonade. And I was like, oh, I love that. Oh, yeah, like that classic thing. And then I started on this lemon thing, do a lot of word boards. And uh, I, I thought the most important part that would set me apart from a lot of other um air quotes positive pages was that I wanted to incorporate the negative mm-hmm. um, and that sour part that's that's the shitty part of life that's you know all the the, the tough stuff that everyone is going to go through and uh, it kind of evolved from there based off just wanting to market it and make it something cool that like people could connect with and more than just uh, more than just a podcast but more of a what the kids these days call like a, a lifestyle brand mm-hmm. it's like it's it's it can be so many things so yeah yeah and it's very much authentic to who you are and who we are as humans right and I know that you also um mentioned that in your forum something that stuck with me was you said like we're more alike than we even realize sometimes as humans and we go through ups and downs and have those hard days but that's not necessarily always showcased in those positive accounts either um so like I've seen some of your posts where you're like today I'm just in bed because I was gonna work out but I didn't and this is where I am so (laughs) so here I am so we really um at Banna like we think that's awesome because some young people who are looking at social media aren't really seeing that type of role model, but this is a reality that they're growing up in, right? So we love what you're doing. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah, I think it's it's a huge it's huge because those are the things that I also look for when on pages that I follow on social media is like the realness, the authenticity of it. And like it is so hard to look at social media it's it, it is something that is so curated even the negative stuff that I share and you know air quotes negative whatever um even the the harder stuff even the tougher stuff whatever it is it's still curated and so it's hard to like it's hard to be authentic no matter what you do but I'm you know I think it's really important to put those things out and and try and motivate other people to just realize like I'm just a human just like you and so is that account that you think is perfect and has the best life ever they're normal too and they have shit days even if they're not showing them um and those are the types of pages that i like to follow so you know i kind of had to take lead in in attempting to be a catalyst to hopefully you know feel like someone else watching can feel seen and can relate and not feel like you know they have to be up at 6 a.m every single fucking morning running um, you know, I, I, those are things that I do, but I don't do that. No, I shouldn't say that I used to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I also chill out and eat a box of Oreos sometimes cause I have no control. And sometimes, you know, I wake up and I'm, I'm super stressed for no reason. And I go through those phases. So mm-hmm. we're all human. And I think what I've realized immensely over the last, especially over the last year is that, uh, vulnerability is the root of connection. And I have said that a lot um, because I'm realizing it the more that I post, um, the more people reach out and be like, oh, my gosh, I do this, too. I feel this way, too. But nobody nobody's used to talking about those things. But the more that I uh, I see and I engage with everyone, I'm realizing how how much we're reaching out for just that 
the possibility that we are similar to someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because with social media, it's kind of like the goal maybe initially was to have that sort of connection, right? Like that's, we're socializing online and like this will keep us more connected. It'll make life easier. But then with the evolution of it, it's almost brought in us, brought us, <laughs> I don't know, broadened. I don't know if that's a word. It's almost brought us further and further apart, right? Because there are these cu- highly curated feeds um so yeah again it's really it's really cool what you're doing um is there anything that like when you're seeking out guests for your own podcast that you look for in a guest that's an interesting question um and in my authentic nature no uh honest i i when i seek out guests it's people that have just inspired me or that generally speaking I know their background a little bit I already know a little bit of their story and I think it's brilliant and want to share it um with the world you know it has kind of evolved over time people always ask me like what's the podcast about and I'm like uh (laughs) it's a little bit of everything you know it's not I don't think it's you know just it's it's not like a niche thing I'm not talking about you know, just health stuff. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not a podcast that's about uh, dating and relationships. I'm not a podcast just about uh, interior decorating. Like there's all, there's a lot of podcasts that are are narrow and I maybe to my dismay, who knows, um, just have a really broad um, spectrum of people that have just really motivated me personally. Mm-hmm. And along that, along that line, I have met more people that I didn't really know their story, but someone has been like, yo, you should have this personal podcast. You know, they would, they would be a great guest for people to listen to. And kind of what I've narrowed it down to now when people ask like, what is the podcast about? I say, um, everyone has a story mm-hmm. and for every story that needs to be told, there is someone out there that needs to hear that story. And if I can be a platform that allows those two people to make that connection that's that's all I'm asking for Mm -hmm. is to like hopefully just you know that one line you hear from that one person that can change your life um and I think a, a huge thing with mental health and people going through their um issues and their traumas and their adversities is like finding um I'm going to fuck this word, specificity. Specificity. We can't speak today. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But like when you find the specifics of someone that you can relate to that has gone through the same stuff you Mm -hmm. have, there's like so much, um, there's so much healing in that. I can, I can say and be there for someone as much as possible and try and understand something they're going through, but it's never going to be the same as, them finding someone who has been through exactly what they have. Mm -hmm. And so by allowing um, people to come on and share their story, even though it might not be something I've gone through, um, someone else hopefully listening has and can take, you know, a a piece of it away from, from, uh, from the episode. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And is there anything that sticks out in your mind as to like meaningful tidbits or advice that a guest you've had, on that has stuck with you and and why why has it stuck with you i'll say the why first because i know this answer right off the top of my head um the reason why is because i use it every day still Mm. and two people actually mentioned it on the podcast um one was adam bomier um from comfort via discomfort and uh secondly mentioned it as well was dr andrea DiNardo, who's Mm -hmm. a psychology professor at st Clair. um they talked about the emotional brain versus the logical brain. Mm -hmm. And something I have struggled with my entire fucking life has been um, really living in uh, the high peaks of life and the low lows of life and like not really knowing how to navigate my emotions to live kind of um, like level headed. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I was talking to them about, you know, my emotions and I've always been told, you know, Sierra needs to control your, you need to control your emotions. And that always fucking bothered me so much yeah. when someone would say that. I'm like, no, I, I need to feel all of this. Yeah. Um, which, which I do strongly agree with still. Um, but there's a healthy boundary for that. And the emotional brain versus logical brain 
um, tidbit and advice and knowledge that I still carry with me every day, and especially on days that are really tough, is acknowledging when you're dealing with something shitty, when you're uh, anxious or stressed or overwhelmed or angry or uh, ashamed, whatever your thing is that, you know, society has deemed, uh, air quotes, inherently bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Recognizing that your emotional brain is working and then knowing now that I need to switch over to my logical brain. And that will give me the perspective to um, take care of my emotions and my emotional brain. So something that I do now, and you know, everyone's different and everyone has different coping mechanisms. But when I, when I recognize that my emotional brain has been triggered and I I'm on that like downward spiral, no matter what it is, I, it sounds so silly, but I listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's something where it just, it switches. I turn on something, some doctors talking about something sciencey it turns my logical brain on. And even though I'm not dealing with the emotional stuff, I get my energy shifted to like this very almost scientific way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And then whether it's halfway through the episode or the episode's done, by the time I'm, I've experienced that brain switch, but I can now go back uh, and look at what I was dealing with earlier emotionally with a way of that's been that that I um I I single day that's so cool and it's really actually very interesting that you bring that up because because um I usually get messages this is me and my spiritual ways um if my audience doesn't know this already about me I'm quite spiritual but um so I usually get messages in like sound form I've I either through podcasts or um, through talking some to someone, but always, always, always like multiple messages of the same thing. And one thing I just discussed yesterday with um, on another call was using more of my logical brain. And then in terms of relationships too, because I tend to get a little bit um, taken over in that area of my life. And anyways, but I'm getting the message, (laughs) getting the message again from you as to um, like in a different way, right? Like not necessarily in relationships, but just in daily life that we have those parts of ourselves. And it also made me think of at Banna when we're talking to someone with an eating disorder, sometimes in treatment is is exactly that is kind of um, bringing them away from the emotion and trying to think of how like the emotion is taking over and um, how they can regulate in different ways that might quiet down that emotion or quiet down that ed is what they call it like ed um, who's taking over right now and you know use that logical brain to um, to help regulate and, and find more of the, what what would serve them better really. Yeah. It's so funny that that came up twice for you. Now we really, now it's like really, really it, powerful. It means emotional, logical brain. Yeah, it means like okay, this is something you have to work on. So noted, noted, everyone. Okay, um, so maybe one more thing I was curious about about your podcast and your social media platform. Um, is there anything that it's done for you that you really didn't expect? Yeah. That might be a little bit of a tougher question. It is a simple question, but it's a good question. I think um, it has made me reflect on myself way more than I expected to. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I when I started it, it was a lot about just um, being being a light or being there for other people. It was you know about giving information to other people and just putting stuff out there for other people. I thought it would be more light and fruitful. <laughs> it, it has become a lot more um, in depth than than I expected it to be. Hmm. Wow, that's cool. I love that. Um, okay, so you kind of already told me a few ways that you um, cope with your ups and downs, and as we all do, we have our mental health ups and downs. But um, is there anything else that has really helped you in terms of? 
resources, maybe other social media platforms or podcasts that you might recommend to others? Um, yeah, I think, and again, it comes right back to that like logical brain (laughs) that we were just talking about is the ultimate health podcast. I just mentioned this on on another interview uh, the other day, but it's so true. I think when it comes to dealing with, um, your mental health and talking about things that you can't necessarily like physically grasp. It's important to find, um, information that you can grasp too. So, Mm -hmm. uh, listening to health podcasts and listening to the way the brain works, listening to, um, them have guests on who are talking about the way our, the chemistry in our body makes us feel the way, um, sleep affects our mental health, the way, um, staying hydrated, you know, all of these things that a one seem very fucking simple, but two are not very simple no. to implement. Yeah. Um, but there are all these like physical things that we can do to, um, help manage our mental health uh, and listening to that podcast has really given me so much perspective on, um, all the things I can be doing physically to help, um, my mental health that mm-hmm. is not so, uh, you know, you can't put your hands on it. I think just also following, following and not following, following, um, accounts that make you feel good yeah, and turning those fucking accounts off that make you feel like shit about yourself. Um, totally. I think one of the biggest things this is, and this is kind of a side thought right now is, which might be really hard for some people who love music to hear. Um, but I always find that the content that you surround yourself with is kind of how you end up living your day. Mm-hmm. And I used to listen to a ton of really like sad music. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to like a real, a lot of just like dark stuff that, I could relate to, and it made me air quotes, feel better in that sense. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to this when you're going through a heartbreak, you listen to breakup songs, (laughs) Um, (laughs) breakup playlist, right. (laughs) But at a certain point, um, you have to know where that healthy boundary is. And and I, I stopped listening to sad music a long, long time ago, like many, many moons ago, um, because it was just, it just kept me living inside of that sadness Mm-hmm. And it's hard because people attach so much to their music and what they listen to on a daily basis. But whether it's a sad podcast or a sad song or a sad movie, what you're putting in front of your eyes and ears um, can really dictate how mm-hmm. you live your life. Yeah. And yeah, it sucked maybe to stop listening to some of my favorite fucking bands. But in the long run, I am now healthier so I can listen to that stuff now and still belt it out and still feel sappy and emo, but I'm not attaching some like gut wrenching emotion to it. That's putting me back into bed for six hours in the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday. So there's that boundary. And I think that comes with all types of content, whether it's like I said, music, movies, podcasts, Instagram accounts, it's really knowing what is healthy for you and, and setting that boundary for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I liked a few things you said. One is like boundaries in general, right? And I'm a big that. believer. <laughs> I'm a big believer in boundaries and um, with, with people in your life, but also with content. And I'm a, I truly believe that we pick up on um, what's going on around us, like, energetically and um the words like the the tone the tone of words and a lot of those songs do have you know like that more negative connotation so it does sound so simple like you said like those really simple things that you can do when it comes to your your physical health or like getting enough sleep or just not including these things in your daily life to set the tone and and to bring about a little bit of more positivity just knowing what works for you and and like setting those boundaries like you said (laughs) Yeah, I think talking about boundaries is something that I love having this conversation with uh, many people because um, something I I said recently in a conversation with a friend was like setting boundaries isn't for the other person. Setting boundaries is for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we say like you need to set boundaries, that sounds like 
okay, I need to tell this person that I can't talk to him. I need this person to know that I think their opinion is dumb. I think, okay, now I have to tell this person, I have to set a boundary with it. And it's all about like drawing Mm. these lines with people or with uh, situations. Whereas the boundary is actually personal to you. And that doesn't have to be so, um, it doesn't have to be so like in your face. Like my boundary setting is basically me just maybe maybe I'm delaying a reply maybe I'm not replying for a while maybe I'm saying hey I would love to answer this this dm right now I'm just not in a great headspace I'll message you back tomorrow Um, maybe that looks like when someone comes to me my a lot of my boundary setting um, in the last couple years has been about um, saying no to people Mm -hmm. Um, I've said yes my whole life and I have been I have always prided myself on being an empath. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was like, that's who I am. I want to take care of everybody. I want to take everyone's issues on my shoulders. Um, and I, I was just like, that's just who I am. This is me. And then it got to a point where I realized I was starting to resent the people in my life for coming to me with their issues mm-hmm. because I was just carrying them around with me all day. And um, when I decided that uh, I just, I kept saying in my head, I was like, I just can't care. Yeah. And I had to set that boundary just within myself. It wasn't about going to my friends and family and being like, listen, I can't listen to your shit anymore. It's not like, Hey, can we not talk about this? It was just about me distancing myself from the advice that I was giving. And I would say like, you can still give the advice. You can still be the open ear, but you don't have to be invested. And I think that's really the word that like sticks out is like, if you're that person that is that empath and you need that boundary, it's the amount of investment that you're putting into the emotions that are involved with whatever um, the issue is at hand. But it's a, it's a, it's a interesting process because I got to a point where um, then I started feeling really cold. Then I started feeling like, okay, now I don't care. Okay. And like, and now I'm like, hold am I a bad person because I'm not caring enough? And it was like that yeah. uh, personality shift of like, am I an empath? Am I not an empath anymore? Like, do I not give a shit about anyone? And I'm just being fake. And it was like, a, it was a hard, it was a hard thing to figure out. But once you get your boundaries down and you, you know, you work through them, it takes time like anything mm-hmm. else. It, it's a practice and it doesn't come overnight. Um, but I think it's a huge thing for your mental health. I think that mm-hmm. is a that's a huge tool in my toolkit, as it should be in everyone's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate wholeheartedly to that. I'm highly empath- empathic. Yeah, um, and I also it's so interesting because as you were saying that, I was thinking I also would go. I just can't care. I just can't care, Steph. You can't care about that. Um, oh. And then it drains for me, particularly like not just energy in our environment, but like energy that I have for that day. And so it was it was having a uh, impact on the way I was carrying out my day. And, and if I was able to feel good that day and if I didn't, I can't do what I want to do for my goals and dreams. And like, you know, every day adds up to what you, you want your life to be. So same thing. I feel like. It's, it's great that we're talking about this because we're likely not alone. And I feel like we both went through that like back and forth in our, <laughs> in our process of coming to boundaries that, again, worked for us that not, not necessarily you didn't have to um, state them to someone. In some cases you do, right? But um, yeah, so it was for me more than anything. And also, it makes me think of some of the caregivers um, in terms of like the the clients that we serve. And um, I recently did an Instagram live for Banna and we talked about that. And, you know, it's great to have those conversations and get talking about feelings. But it's important to also have boundaries around um, around those conversations so that we all feel comfortable and are still operating at our optimal levels. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so... I mean, you're a pretty confident gal these days, I would say. And um, in the intake form that you gave me, you also discussed how it's really important to um, move through fear in order to experience life fully, With which again, I really agree with. Um, 
we always have to, in my opinion, live in a small state of fear in order to get what we want out of life. So that can be really difficult to a lot of people though. So how have you handled fear and anxiety that comes up when you know that it is, it will ultimately be for the best outcome? Yeah, I think that is, is what being a lemon soul is all about. Uh, sometimes it takes pain to know pleasure and we're all going to experience, uh, whether it's fear and anxiety or shame or anger or, uh, you know, whether it's your childhood trauma or something that you've gone through, whatever your struggle is, whatever your pain is, it's about embracing it. I think we, we are like grown up told that like, oh, you shouldn't cry or, you know, it's a, like, you know, there's so many negative connotations with all of those emotions and being a lemon soul is really about taking hold of that and making something sweet. You know, everyone's going to go through the sour, but how many people have you heard say, you know, I went through all this shit, but it made me who I am today. And, and that is really what being a lemon soul is all about. And I think as I unfolded uh, my interpretation of being a lemon soul, it really helped me put like words to what it, what it means uh, for me when in dealing with my fears, my anxieties, my struggles, my pain. Um, and it was real. it's really sitting with it. It's, it's not putting up that front that, okay, I got to turn this off. And like, I got to just get through it. and I have to fight it. And I'm not supposed to be feeling this way. I'm not supposed to be scared. I'm not supposed to fail. I'm not supposed to, you know, be sad. It's like, like, no, like, if, if anyone's listening to this has heard me talk at any length, you've probably heard me say, like, having a full range of emotions is healthy. And I truly, truly believe that. Um, and it's about allowing those emotions to unfold. And that is how I, I, I go through my own struggles and my fears and my anxieties is letting them happen and, and not fighting them. And that looks like, because it's easy to say, but that looks like, me sitting in bed and crying that looks like me going on an unhealthy binge eating uh oreos chips uh pop all all the stuff and it's me just it's it's all the bad things that i want to happen um but as soon as i let myself have those experiences as soon as i like let myself go through it the faster i can bounce back as soon as i try and battle it is as soon as i try and like put on a happy face and go see some friends or go to work and pretend everything's okay. It, it builds up and it lasts longer. You just let yourself have that five minutes, 10 minutes, one day, whatever your, your time frame is and knowing where that healthy boundary sits for you. Um, then you're going to move forward through those emotions even quicker. Let them happen. Let yourself cry. Let yourself be angry. These are emotions that come so naturally to us as humans. I just, I've now gone to a point where I'm just like, how did I ever live before this thinking that this was wrong? Mm-hmm. We're all dealing with this. No one, no one's talking about it. Not, it's not like a popular conversation, but it's something we're all experiencing as humans. And I think it's just, it's really important to allow yourself to deal with the shit in the shittiest way you need to. And, and then setting that, that line for yourself that says, okay, this is, this is enough. Mm-hmm. Even like genuinely putting a time limit. There's times where I like get really heated or angry and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this 10 minutes. Um, and that's all, that's all I'm going to give it, but I can't let the situation win. I say that to myself often, mm-hmm. like I can't let this win. There, there is another side of it. Um, but the harder you push against it, it's, it's just going to push right back. Mm. Yeah, that is excellent advice that I think a lot of, like, I wish I also knew that when I was growing up and learning to regulate my emotions is that it's okay for it all to come out in whatever, which way form, like you said, that it does and giving yourself the permission to do so. I really, really love that. Um, And thanks for being so candid about it. Um, (laughs) Well, it's it's, it's something where you hear often, like, just sit with your emotions. Okay, but how? Like, how yeah. Do you, how do you actually do that? Absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. Um, and there's like a lot of talk about mental health these days. But I know that I think I heard this like at a, a, con- a conference of some sort is 
yes, there's a lot more awareness and less, you know, that we're chipping away at that stigma, although there's still a lot of stigma, but still people aren't um, necessarily knowing how to, they know, yeah, maybe I do have a mental health problem, but they don't necessarily know how to manage it or um, the next steps to take. And um, even like that is something that your therapist would tell you, like, you know, like, let's, let's talk about how we can sit with that emotion, right? So first step, yeah. Um, It looks different for everyone, too. And that's the thing, right? It's like, it's easy for me to sit here and say, just do this, just do that. But totally, it it, it looks different on everyone. So yeah. Um, Okay, so I want to get to this um before I run out of time with you (laughs) but because at BANA where we discuss body image a ton and for anyone who doesn't know what body image really is is it's how we see ourselves and we all have body stories and different relationships with our body and you seemed really willing to go here um when I asked about this prior to this talk so can you speak a little bit more about your own relationship with your body and perhaps how it has evolved over time? Yeah, I, I was excited and am excited to have this conversation because it's not a topic that I cover on my own page, but it is a huge part of my life. Um, and it's not something I'm comfortable talking about on my page because I don't have uh, a good body image and I don't have a good relationship with my body. And I know that is something that uh, may surprise people Mm -hmm. um, that I don't, I have a, I have my confidence comes from who I am as a person. My confidence uh, in self-esteem comes from who I am inside, but my uh, exterior self Uh, I don't have, there's not a good relationship there. And it is something that has evolved over time. Um, But the more that I thought about this, I realized um, and have realized that I don't think there was ever a point in my life where I didn't think I was fat. And there wasn't, and that's like a really sad thing that I think a lot of girls experience and a lot of guys experience too. Mm-hmm. So it's a human a human experience. Um, it's just, I, and I don't, I don't even know where it came from, but I just always felt uncomfortable looking in the mirror. And um, I think it's important to talk about because I have this persona online that is very bubbly and is very confident Um, but those are things that you might not know about someone else you watch online that you think is very confident and very outgoing and has all their shit together. Um, you have to realize that we are human beings as well. And there's a human experience behind the curated posts you see online. And it, body image is something that I would love to tackle one day on lemon soul and have those discussions. Um, but I'm not there yet. My mm-hmm. my relationship with my body has always been uh, how many calories am I taking in today? Any reflective surface I walk by is what does my double chin look like today? What angles is someone if someone is talking to me? I'm thinking what angle of my face are they looking at, and how can I make it look thinner? Mm-hmm. And um, that is something that I have worked on over the over the years, and I've gotten to a point now where my mindset is more what is my body doing for me instead of what does it look like? Mm-hmm. Um, finding my confidence in that way is knowing like I have working limbs, my legs work, my arms work, you know, I'm doing so many things. My body is doing so many things for me um, and really following, falling in love with my body image uh, in that way. But it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's a not. It's not a perfect process. And um, I think that everyone has their ups and downs, and it's a personal experience to everyone. Um, but it's getting better. I think my relationship with food has changed a lot um, over the last probably even just the last like year. I started because of like Sarah Santa Rosa and you guys mm-hmm. like not labeling food as like good or bad, mm-hmm. but looking at food as like, okay, what is this going to do for me? And not even just like 
was this going to do for me nutritionally? But like knowing that I can have some chips or some Oreos or some ice cream, whatever that is, because I need it emotionally. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those foods are giving me something good emotionally, but finding that line of, you know, you know, how, how far do you go? Mm -hmm. But it's an ongoing process. It's an ongoing process. And that's why I just, I haven't talked about it online a lot because I'm, I'm uncomfortable in that conversation, but this has just given me the opportunity to like actually have a conversation about it. (laughs) So I was like, I get to actually open up a little bit. This is nice. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, um, leaning into the fear, like you just talked about, but, um, no, I know, I know it is an uncomfortable subject. And like, again, um, thanks for sharing and like, for the candidness and also it's the strength of sharing. We always say it's it's a big sign of strength to um, discuss these issues rather than just keep it all in. And like you do that in multiple ways. Um, But even I was going to say, when we go into classrooms and discuss this topic with young people, and there's usually a teacher in the room, it's interesting to sometimes um, see their reaction to the messaging as like like you mentioned like the good food bad food and how all shapes and sizes are all right and if it is more of that pain point we don't get much back from the teacher and then in contrast when um they are perhaps like have had these conversations before in contrast there's other teachers who are like wow like i'm so glad this messaging is getting out there so like you said like it's a process i think for everyone deals with this topic in a different way and sometimes it is a little bit taboo to be talking about and so I'm really glad that you are willing to share your experience and we we at Banna definitely know you are not alone and I have been there as well like I think well to be honest I really know my good angle as well like or good good whatever that means right so and now that you guys have heard that, if you follow me on social media, you will see I use that angle quite often. But hey, I also feel in myself in other ways in those pictures too. So I totally get it. I've been there too. And many women, young girls are there and they need to hear us as women talking about it too. So kudos to you for sharing. Um, so before i end i have one final question so our podcast name is happy healthy hopeful and i'd like to end each conversation i have with someone and ask them what are they hopeful for going forward in 2020 it can be anything it's like up for interpretation really yeah 2020 boy there are so many things to be hopeful for what I, uh, what I am hopeful for in 2020 and beyond is that, um, people just, I'm going to explain this. People start questioning everything mm-hmm. and I think, and that's not to say just question the bad stuff, question the good, ask yourself why I think some of the hugest moments in my life and the hugest transitions into a better mental space for me has been asking myself, like, what is this teaching me? How can I learn from this? Um, Instead of letting just things be and just accepting them for what they are, whether that's good, bad, or otherwise, figuring out, like, why you do certain things and, um, you know, questioning who you are, what other people do. Like, I just, I just wish more people, um, more introspection in 2020, whether that is, uh, an, ex- uh, wh- however you want to interpret mm-hmm. that. But I just wish people would, um, take more time to be self-reflective and, uh, and figure, figure out, I'm going to lose my train of thought. But I just wish people would yeah. just take take the opportunity to get to know themselves better and figure out why they are the way they are and why they do things and become a better person for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all I can really hold in life in, in general. But that's yeah. that's a goal for 2020. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, I love that one. I, I think um, I'm definitely on that type of journey too, I find, with a little bit more um, time at home. Like you get go more within and you're in your space more and you start to think about what's important and I also think that's very important um, 
going forward, especially in the climate that we're living in right now. Yeah. 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 It's a good time that we're all slowing down. It's giving us that space to do so. And hopefully people just take advantage of that. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. I know. I know. Let's, let's uh, hope. And, um, okay. So I'm coming to the end of our talk. Um, before, um, we finish though, I just really, really, really wanted to thank you for sharing everything today. Um, your signs of strength and candidness definitely weren't unnoticed by me and I know they won't be unnoticed by the audience either. If people wanted to connect with you more, can you just tell them again um, where they can find you? If you guys want to check me out, my Instagram is at Lemon Soul Studios. I'm not really heavy on Facebook. I don't have a website. I'm not that cool yet. I do everything on Instagram and obviously you can check out the podcast on all the podcast platforms um, under Lemon Soul. And I hope to see you there and I can't wait to have uh, more conversations with anyone who is willing to open up and dive deep. I'm always on the other end of my DMs, like just ready to get to know more stories and more people and, and spread more love and more connection and, and just create more friends online. I need more internet friends. <laughs> Yeah, and the podcast is great. I listened to a few episodes too. And um, so definitely check that out. And once again, thank you so much for everything. I'm deeply grateful. Um, if anyone listening is looking for more information regarding eating disorder, service, eating disorder services within Windsor, Essex County, please visit www.bana.ca or follow us on social media at Banna Windsor. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Sierra. Thank you so much. This has been so wonderful. I'm so proud of, like, everything you guys are doing. It just makes my heart <laughs> fucking swell. And I'm just, it just makes me so happy. And I'm just so glad I got to be a part of this as well. So you guys included me. That just warms my, warms my heart. So thank you so much. Yay. Oh, I'm so happy, too. All right. Thank you so much once again. And thanks, everyone, for listening.